I am Sierra. And I'm Jenny. And welcome to the Sound Lounge. This is our first episode. And today we're going to talk about our own favorite genres and how they made us who we are today. And I'm going to start out. And my favorite genres on Spotify technically are indie and pop. And I would say that that's mostly true. But every once in a while, the R&B category sneaks up there. And that's also a core part of who I am, especially alternative R&B, new age. That's where you new can really, age. that's where you can catch me. All right, give, give me some artist names for the new age R&B. Um, there's Kelsey Lou, there's Kalayla. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong, but I'm trying to think who else. There's just so many like modern day R&B singers that mm-hmm. just take the traditional and then just make it a little freaky a little bit. And I use that word like wholeheartedly. Like wholeheartedly. All right. I'm all for it. Genres. Thank you for your support. Of course. All right. So I guess I'll give you guys some of my genres. Um, What Spotify says is true. I, you know, I'm transparent (laughs) with it. But my top genres would be indie pop and alt pop. But I'm gonna say like, my typical go tos are just straight up alternative. That's that's usually the baseline. That's where we are. And I know that's true because we are roommates and we're going to make that clear that we live together and that's why we know so much about each other. Yep. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We also have two other roommates. They might make some guest appearances. If I could speak correctly, that would be wonderful (laughs) on this podcast. Maybe. But, you know, we are the two music enthusiasts, (laughs) if you will. If you will. So... Those are just some of our genres. What do, what do we got next? Uh, we also need to discuss most listened to artists. And I would say mine last year, and basically, and not even last year, I think the last three years, I'm not kidding, it's been Ariana Grande. Like, that's how much I listen to her. Oh my god. So much. And it's just because she has a catalog that like I'm like, okay, just put on Ariana Grande. It's fine. And I could do whatever activity there is. And she's on. She just fits the mood. She does. Um, But if I were to actually say my favorite artist, it would definitely be Beyonce. I just feel Mm. like I like Ariana Grande a lot, but I respect Beyonce. You know, that is a (laughs) valid choice. Solid. You know, since we are roommates, Mm -hmm. I do listen to your music uh, when it filters through. She's taking a shower. She's singing (laughs) along. You know, got some good jams. I'm a good singer. But I will say... I don't hear that much Beyonce, but it is respectable That's that she is facts. your top artist, you know? <laughs> I've been on a break. I've been on a Beyonce okay, break. all right. And that's just because she hasn't released anything new except for, like, uh, a Lion King. You know, when people do movie yeah. soundtracks. And you're like... I'm not a child. Well, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a child. But I will have to say that some of those Disney hits, though, they hit hard when they do. They never <laughs> miss. It slaps. All right. My and... top artist... Okay, according to Spotify in 2020, my top artist was, what is her name? Olivia O'Brien. You forgot her name? <laughs> no. It's, it was, there's just so many artists just filtering through oh, my head, okay. you know? But Olivia O'Brien was my top artist, according to Spotify. But I will say, that's incorrect. <laughs> like, really? I was going through a phase, you know, that one album, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's mm-hmm. a few songs on there, so it was on repeat, on repeat. <laughs> I was driving to work a lot, you know, that was just my go-to. That's just what I had. put it on. Yeah. But I will say my actual favorite artist is probably Coin. Okay. Yeah. That's valid. That is. <laughs> see? It is. They're supposed to be in Columbus in the future. Definitely. I what month Definitely already. gonna go to that. But 
regardless of what month it is, I will be attending. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we've talked about our listener profiles and who we listen to on the daily, we're going to transition to a really landmark album that just came out, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, and we're basically going to make the connection of uh, this album has a lot of meaning to Generation Z. I don't know. We're supposed to count in that, but whatever. We are technically, <laughs> but we're on the cusp of Millennial and Gen Z, and we can't get into the, that whole debate right now. But with that in mind, that it has a different relationship to people who are a bit younger than us, we were going to answer the question today, who is your own personal Olivia Rodrigo while you were in middle or high school? And also just explain our overall emotions about the album. You can read a short section off of Wikipedia for anyone on earth who doesn't know what the album is about mm -hmm. already uh inspired by rodrigo's favorite genres and singer songwriters sour is primarily a pop and alt pop record that spans from energetic pop punk songs to bedroom pop ballads. its subject matter centers on adolescence failed romance and heartache rodrigo said the album explores her perils and discoveries as a 17 year old with its title referring to the sour emotions young women experience but are often criticized for you know when I read that initially mm -hmm. before, just to get a good background feel, you know, I was like, wow, that's so smart. That's so I smart. I know, it has levels. Yeah, and I had no idea. Oh, I will throw out there, before we get into a further discussion, I've heard a conspiracy theory, kind of, <laughs> because she was doing some promo, mm -hmm. like, with Sour Patch Kids, and their whole slogan is sour than sweet, mm -hmm. and everyone was like, oh, she just released a Sour album, like, she's gonna come out with another one and it's oh. gonna be called Sweet because there's no, like, actual love songs on mm -hmm. this. It's just, like, traversing, That'd like, really heartbreak, cool. right? So then the whole theory was that Sweet was gonna be a second album in correlation with Sour, but only have, like, the the happier feelings, right. you know? The yeah. lighter end of the so, feeling spectrum. Exactly. I mean, I hope so. I hope she finds happiness. That, yeah. Girlie <laughs> is going through it. More power to you, though. She's got it rough. Yes. <laughs> It's all right. It's it's real life, you know? Yeah. It's, it's real life. Yeah. I like that. I think that's why I like the album, even though I can't really relate to it that much, because all of the songs too. are depressing, like, mm -hmm. as fuck, like, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. You know, I, I think the biggest thing that kind of, like, threw me for a loop was how she sang each song differently because mm -hmm. the first one is brutal and that is very like high energy in your face yeah in your face which i actually do like that song when i first heard it i was like no this is not <laughs> it but me then <laughs> yeah really yeah i was yeah. like this is too much you can't pull why. this off sorry yeah and i was like this isn't working but i listened to it again like outside of what she normally releases because you know Driver's License and Deja Vu and then Good For You, they all have a cohesive, like, Sound, screw you, yeah. I'm doing better, I'm getting better. <laughs> which is great. Like, great message. But just the the overall vibes, Yeah, you know? she's very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I still liked it. Favorite song? Least favorite song? Favorite song? Jealousy, Jealousy. I will have to say really? that one's a hitter. Yeah. Why is that your favorite? I... I feel like it's very lyric-reliant. You know, mm. there's not a lot of instrumental, in my opinion, that, like, backs up the soundtrack. But I think that's good because the mood that I was in, I was like, I'm listening to this to get, like, something out of it. Not just to, like, jam and have something in the background. Which maybe was me in the moment. But I do, I like <laughs> you know, that song a lot. You're invested in the storyline. Mm -hmm. um, I like that song a lot, too. I think it was in my top five on the album. 
top five. But okay, okay. I'm a basic bitch. My favorite song is Deja Vu. Really? Really? <laughs> I didn't okay, like it's it. It's valid. It's valid. I didn't like it at first, but then it grew on me. I think a lot mm. of the songs in this album, you just have to keep listening yeah, to it. Or which, maybe I'm brainwashed. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> because I was feeling the same way. The first time I listened to it, and I was like, hmm, she had a couple hitters, but this, I don't know. But then I, like, obviously we're talking about it now, so I had to listen to it a little bit. And the more I listened to it, I was like, I could get with this. Yeah, this yeah. is good, actually. <laughs> but I, see, the thing is, like, the whole genera- generational thing, mm-hmm. I don't, like connect with it like i it's good for the song but yeah. i am not connected to it but good for her for talking about it because yeah. i know my sister <clears throat> personally has a strong connection to it mm-hmm. because she's in high school and she just relates to the more up and down moments uh and stuff like that so i mean i'm glad that it's out there for people who are feeling that but yeah but, I wasn't feeling that. You know, if you're not feeling it, tell me what your <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo transition. Was. Thank you, thank you. I'm um, just a natural speaker, <laughs> if you will. My yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, when I was a kid, was definitely again another basic answer: Taylor Swift. Mm. Um, you know, she's good though. She has she has many hits. She and, had an album yeah. for every <laughs> like day of my life. Yeah, so. every life phase. <laughs> she was just always there. And she does the same thing that Olivia does, where she's just really, really vulnerable to the point where when you're a kid, you're like, oh my god, like, yeah, I, I can't believe you're saying this. <laughs> yeah, but her music has matured, like she oh, has, which is, which is nice. It's good to see, because it's like a constant staple artist yeah. that you can always go back to, you know? And Olivia might do the same. She might. Yeah. It's only her first album. She might mature with her music, which would be interesting to see, like, where she goes from here. But, you know, a little side note, I do know that Taylor Swift helped (laughs) Olivia write one of her songs, and I guessed it correctly when we had this debate. I just wanted to flex on this. No, it's true. But... I call myself a Swifty, but she knew automatically. I felt the vibes. Like, there's just something distinct about how Taylor Swift writes her songs, Mm -hmm. and you can, like, really hear it. And the song... You can hear people try to imitate it, Yeah, yeah, you really can. (laughs) But one step forward, three steps back is the one that Taylor helped on. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's something about the instrumental, it's a little bit in the lyrics as well, it's just, it's the there, vibes. it's signature. You know the vibes. Yeah. Um, well, now you can answer. Who is your Olivia All Rodrigo? Right. Well, I'm just gonna preface and say, um, I was going through a life phase. I will stand by it, though. They have some bangers. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give two artists, actually. I'm sorry, I can't narrow myself down. It's okay. <laughs> First one, I'm going to start. Uh, my Olivia Rodrigo in early middle school was Fallout Boy. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I knew at least one of them. The moment you said, I have two answers, I was like, so Fallout Boy and who else? Oh. But... Am I that obvious? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because we live together yeah. and she listens to my music. It's well. just that. <laughs> no, that's a valid yeah. choice. I listen to them a lot. Yeah, Fallout Boy, what was it? The song that really sticks out is Young Volcanoes. That one, <laughs> that one is a banger. And I, I live by that. Still a banger. Haven't listened to them in like a year, but it's, they're pretty that good. That song goes hard. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like yeah. Just it's that 2013. Whole album, it's amazing. So moving on though, as I, I don't know if this is like, this is just a different wavelength. Not a step up or step down, okay. a different wavelength. Um, you're probably going to guess this one as well. 
But my second Olivia Rodrigo would have to be Five Seconds of Summer. I was not going to guess that. Okay. <laughs> well, Spotify has also told me that I'm in their 1% top <laughs> listeners. So when I tell you that I loved this band, I still love them. Just not in the same manner. Mm-hmm. I listened to them like every second of my life when I was like <laughs> middle school, early high school. That was it. That was five sauce over and over. But Luke. Callum, Ashton, Ashton, and Michael. I always forget about Not Michael. in that order. We love them all equally. <laughs> but, you know. Why did you listen to them so much? It was it was kind of relatable music, but also my friends listened to them, and we bonded over that, but mm-hmm. I also just enjoy the vibes, you know? It is border, bordering, like... Pop-punk. Pop-punk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a little a little hint of rock, if you want to drop that in there. I can see the Fall Out Boy to there. Five Sauce Pipeline. Yeah. It makes sense. See, but then <laughs> then they got bigger, and it, it just changed a little <laughs> bit, you know? I still like their album, though. Youngblood was, is, I, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. People change. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's, thank you for sharing that with us. And I will put out there that I have made a very, I don't even know what you want to call it, public. (laughs) It is very public. (laughs) I have made a public playlist where you can find all these songs for easy access. Um, If you're watching the video of this, that's kind of what it looks like. You can't even see it, but Link in the bio. Link in the bio. I didn't make mine yet. Of course, but we'll get there. Anyways. I'm just going to throw out the top five songs for your workday. So first one, Blue Hundreds by Holy Mattress Money. Sounds like Holy Matrimony. It's very vibey, kind of slower, you know, just good good vibes. Second one is Nikki by The Licks. This one's a little edgy. I will put that out there. Yeah, it's a little edgier. (laughs) Third one is Opening by Sawyer Noons. Apologies if I say that wrong. That one is like a good windows down summer kind of song. And the fourth one is also along those same vibes. It's called Impatient by Sebastian Paul. That one's good summer vibes also. Positive vibes? Positive vibes. <laughs> this is what we're going for. I'm glad you're in a good mood. Yeah. And the last one, just to top it off, is Commitment Issues by Tiffany Day. And I think that one is like a good summer song, but it's also slower. This is like... You're just vibing instead of screaming in the car. Yeah, like (laughs) nighttime drive. Nighttime summer drive. Okay. So, overall, my my top picks were just, like, good summer vibes just to kick off. I went the opposite way. Okay. (laughs) These songs are... I would say all of them have an element of sadness. But that doesn't mean that they don't slap still. Don't take that the wrong way. Of course, of course. Um, The first song, Take It Off by Soft Cold. Um, if you want indie rock, if you're trying to Mm. take some time, it's the end of the day. This is the end of the day playlist, and you can think about everything you messed up that day. (laughs) That is a hard hitter one. All right. So, there's that one, with a little feminine twist on it. Mm. Uh, Seven Times by Leanne La Havas. Probably pronounced that wrong as well. It um, is what it is. This is an R&B song, and it's pretty slow. It's a breakup song. But it's catchy. And Unbound by Michelle. This is more positive. I like this, this is one, a positive vibe. I think I know this song. You probably do. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is on our blend. But um, if you want to be in a good mood, Unbound by Michelle. All right. Uh, Big Bang by Cherry Glazer is another indie rock song. Um, 
I would say this one isn't really sad. It's more of a trippier song. Trippier. A bit more experimental. Okay, okay. And then the last one, because I'm a basic bitch at the end of the day, is You by Troy Sivan and Tate McRae, because it's just like... This is my song of the summer. Troy Sivan has some bangers. I will give him that. So, that song? hey. You know, it's on your playlist. Own it. Just own it. Thank you. I need to make the playlist. Yeah. <laughs> but we will have links to that. Um, in the bio. In the bio. <laughs> of course. Of course. And that basically wraps up our first episode. Um, Sorry if anything's weird, but actually I'm not sorry. It's fine. No. It's, <laughs> this is a trial run. Episode one. I guess you guys will just have to stick around to see how our podcast progresses over time. Yeah, evolution. Evolution. Yeah. Um, thank you for hanging out in the sound lounge. <laughs> We're here for a good time and good vibes. <laughs> yep. Cut. And that's it. I thought you were going to say here for a good time, not a long time. And I was like, well... No, I'm trying to be here for a long time. <laughs>